Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service radio show, which is now in its 10th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 3WBC 94.1 FM and also streamed live on the World Wide Web. Here is an interview with Dr. Peter Rogers, President of the Rotary Club of Now it's my great pleasure to welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone an incredibly hard-working and dedicated Rotarian in District 9800, Dr. Peter Rogers. Peter is the current President of the Rotary Club of Melbourne in District 9800. It is Australia's largest Rotary Club with over 250 regular members plus corporate and honorary members. Peter is about to finish a stellar Rotary year leading the many diverse charitable activities of this amazing Melbourne Rotary Club. Next year he'll be moving on to be the chairman of Australian Rotary Health in District 9800. Peter Rogers, welcome. Ian, it's great to be with you. It's marvellous to have you with me. You've had a, a wonderful year, as I've said. Peter, before we talk about your current president's role in Melbourne Rotary and the new role that you are about to take up in the coming 16, 17 year, uh, let's talk about you. What is your doctorate in? Uh, Ian, I trained as a chemical engineer at Monash. I was one of the first students to go to Monash University and um, I trained as a chemical engineer, uh, worked with ICI, the chemical company, uh, and uh, subsequently they helped sponsor me to go back to Monash and do my PhD. What a wonderful academic record. And Peter, you were, were very successfully running your own business. You still have some association with it, I know, but uh, uh, there's been some recent moves. What, what business have you been in? Um, Ian, uh, ICI was my company for much of my life and I worked in various parts of Australia and also in the headquarters in the UK. But when we came back to Australia in 1990, we decided to set up our own consultancy and so I've had my own consulting firm with about 30 people working in international business management, uh, including international pay, which has been one of my specialties, and we've been doing that for about 20 years. Uh, fairly recently, partly because of uh, Rotary and other commitments, um, but also it was time we have sold the business to the staff and so it goes on but I remain the chairman on an unpaid basis. Well what a wonderful role to have your business, you're still keeping an eagle eye on it and still involved and a wonderful thing to do to sell the business to your staff. That's not always done these days, so what sort of motivated that Peter? Well it's, it's, it is a good feeling to be able to have the business continue on with another generation of leaders and um, uh, I guess uh, that will give it a whole new life and a new focus. Uh, my role at this stage is to help provide continuity with the key clients um, but as it, as it is at the moment I've had very little to do. 
Well, I know you've been very, very busy in Rotary, so to say you've had little to do is probably incorrect. Now, Peter, turning to Rotary specifically, when did you first become aware of its existence? What was your sort of light bulb moment? Well, I'm a, a something of a latecomer to Rotary, Ian, because uh, it wasn't until I was in my 40s that I became aware of Rotary. Uh, I'd lived this life, as as I indicated, uh, whereby Cathy and I had travelled a lot and worked in Melbourne and Sydney and having a family and taking a role in school councils and, and so on occupied our time. But when we came back after living in London for five years, uh, I felt I was right out of it. I'd lost a lot of my local connections uh, and that was 1990 and somebody approached me and said uh, would I be interested in Rotary and I jumped at the opportunity it was Rotary Club of Melbourne I didn't look around I was offered Rotary Club of Melbourne I knew it was a very significant club and I was looking for a network of colleagues and a way of getting back into the business community So what year was that Peter? That was 1990, so I've been a member, what is that, uh, tw- 26 Six years. years. Yes, 26 years, that's a lot. But I, but I didn't have any involvement uh, in my younger life, but only because my life was very busy and we were constantly on the move. And Peter, what do you believe was your initial motivation Uh, in terms of Rotary you've obviously spoken to about Rotary but what really made you feel that you could adopt Rotary and be part of it? Well it is interesting Ian that you ask that because I I have really come into Rotary for the fellowship and networking side and then come to the projects involvement later whereas I think a lot of younger people are engaged by the opportunity to get involved in a project and then the the networking comes after that. So may, maybe I've done it back the front, but for me it's been a wonderful experience and now I'm mainly occupied in my life in Rotary's projects. But of course all the way you're working with other like-minded people and uh, they're excellent colleagues to have. And they're great friends to have. Uh, And Rotary is all about outcomes and the Rotary Club of Melbourne has certainly been able to affect some wonderful outcomes. Uh, As I mentioned, Peter, in the introduction, your club has the largest regular membership of any Rotary Club in Australia and uh, it has the longest history. Um, There are over 250 regular members plus your corporate members, which you might care to talk about in a moment, and honorary members. And uh, it was also the first Rotary Club to be chartered in Australia. Tell us a little bit about that and when that all occurred. Uh, Rotary Club of Melbourne started after the First World War. Uh, I think there was some talk and there were visits to Evanston before the war uh, by Walter Drummond, who became the first secretary of the club. Uh, He was an architect and he went to Chicago because of the architectural interest of of Chicago, those wonderful buildings there. Uh, And in the course of that, uh, met Paul Harris and some of the um, other leaders. 
but it wasn't until after the war that it was possible to launch Rotary in Australia. And that timing coincided with uh, uh, Sir John Monash um, finishing the repatriation effort in 1919 following the First World War in Europe he became a founding member. He was one of the people that they approached when the uh, commissioners came from Canada and the United States. And just to let our listeners know, those listeners that are not Rotarians, Paul Harris was the founder of Rotary in 1905. So uh, if Mr Drummond was in Chicago uh, in the early part of the century, uh, the 1900s, uh, that would have been a very good contact to have. Yes, uh, Walter Drummond was a very young man at that point. In fact, he died quite young, but uh, it was extraordinary hospitality that he received uh, from Paul Harris, uh, who um, introduced him to a lot of people, had him to his house on a number of occasions, uh, and, and Paul Harris then became uh, a, a strong advocate for the launch of Rotary in Australia and ultimately of the Rotary Club of Melbourne in uh, 1921. So you're going towards your centenary, which we might talk about in a moment. But, Peter, the membership in your club uh, is very diverse. You have some wonderful members uh, with uh, a great variety of professions. Could you tell us something of that diversity? Yes, Ian, uh, right from 1921, the club was able to attract the chief executive from virtually any company. Uh, it was seen as a great honour as well as um, an opportunity for service by leading business people and academics. Uh, and uh, the first president actually was uh, a professor at the University of Melbourne, Professor Osborne but also leading business uh, people from all sorts of fields. And, and that continued on in, until probably the, about the 1970s when it became much more difficult for chief executives to regularly attend Rotary meetings. Uh, and we lost, I think, the last of the key business people in Melbourne to leave were the Coles brothers, Sir Norman Coles and Edgar Coles. Uh, but now we've been able to revisit that through corporate membership. We were looking for a way of enabling those same sort of people to be able to participate in a way that was right for them and that led to the concept of corporate membership. Peter, you might care to tell us in terms of the professions, you don't have to name names, but certainly in terms of the professions, you might like to indicate to us what some of those professions are uh, amongst your members. Uh, yes, Ian, we, we have a very wide variety of uh, classifications and we pride ourselves on our imagination in developing opportunities to attract different classifications into the club. And they range from uh, medi many of the medical and health specialisations. Uh, we have 
a, a guy called Jeremy Oates, a professor of um, paediatrics, uh, of uh, obstetrics. We have um, Elaine Saunders, who's an audiologist. We have Marion McLeod, who's corporate uh, director and um, influential in the Institute of Company Directors. Quinn Scalzo, who will be my successor, is the chairman and chief executive of a $400 million manufacturing company, food wholesaling company. Uh, Peter McCall's a former policeman. Uh, we have a wide variety. We have auditors, accountants, engineers, uh, a wide range of occupations in our club. A wonderful group of people who uh, I've had the privilege in the last couple of years of meeting, not all of them because it's a very large club and uh, with over 250 members it's difficult to get close to every member but uh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful group. Peter, the community projects that the Rotary Club of Melbourne is involved with uh, is iconic in District 9800. Give us a flavour please of some of those projects. Uh, yes Ian, uh, being a big club enables us to tackle some of the biggest projects. Uh, one particular project I'd like to mention to you that we currently are working on is that of youth homelessness. We're tackling the problem of young people coming out of care when they reach age 18. And there are some 400 of these young people who come out of care each year in Victoria and about 200 of those go into homelessness. Uh, this is a particularly interesting project to our corporate members who have many young people in their organisations themselves and they're quite motivated by this concept of, of young people helping young people. National Australia Bank, which is one of our corporate members, has 15,000 young people in Burke Street alone. Price Waterhouse have 3,500 at Freshwater Place. And, and we have GHD, the engineering company, which is also involved in the water project in the Philippines, which I could also talk about. They all share a common interest in engaging their young staff in uh, helping other young people who haven't had it so good. And is that uh, more than just a monetary contribution? Does it involve a work with? We've been able to take advantage of the skills that, that the corporates have. We're not developing these relationships to, uh, to, to solicit money we're more interested in them using their skills uh, and uh, what we found is that uh, in the case of this homelessness project we were able to use a technique that Price Waterhouse have for getting all of the players in a particular problem area into a room and through a structured process develop a plan of action uh, by the end of the day it's an intensive process. Price Waterhouse are very good at this. We've used it in this particular project. Peter, we've talked about uh, 
your signature project, one of them at least, homelessness. Perhaps you might care to mention another project that your club is involved in in terms of the local community. Thanks, Ian. Uh, Another project we've been working on this year has been our project in adolescent arthritis. Something like 5,000 people, young people in Australia who suffer from arthritis and generally they make a quite a poor transition from um, paediatric services as young children to adult services. They have issues such as not wanting their employer to know about their uh, ailment. Uh, they feel different. So we've, we set about a project supported by a district Rotary uh, funded grant Uh, and we've this year developed um, a website and an app that enables these people to link together as a community to seek information and to feel better about their their situation. We've used students actually from Monash University in this project uh, as part of their summer uh, experience and they've made a real contribution here and Monash University is also one of our corporate members. It's a wonderful project and I did see that unfold and it may well lead to other um, areas of medical support because the process of getting onto that app and working with it can lead to many areas of assistance to young people or older people that uh, are able to adapt to working a phone or an iPad etc and I think it's a wonderful idea. Peter we've talked about your local projects and like so many clubs your wonderful Rotary Club of Melbourne is involved in international projects. Could you please tell us a little about a few of those? Uh, Our main project this year Ian has been working on the water project for a village in the Philippines about three hours drive south of Manila. This is a community that doesn't have uh, a potable water supply. They only have water from shallow wells which are contaminated and we're working to drill a bore, put in a power supply to it and link uh, a ring main in the village to supply houses with potable water. This is a community that's actually suffered a lot of ill health due to this problem. There have been infant deaths. It's a clear-cut case of we can do something and Rotary Foundation was willing to support us with this project. I don't think all our listeners appreciate perhaps the impact of not having access to local, fresh local water. In Australia we take it for granted, even during times of drought, don't we Peter? But um, in overseas countries where there is no water in close proximity and sometimes that water is not potable, uh, it provides a massive problem and very many problems in the community and to do something about that is a fine international project. Peter, is there another project you'd like to mention as well in the, on the international scene that your clubs are very much involved with? Well, this year, Ian, we had uh, some extreme weather events in Vanuatu, which brings me to a project that we've been doing there, uh, linking a local community to solar power. 
there's been up until now the use of kerosene which is expensive uh, it it makes uh, it smells it's dangerous and we've been able to replace the use of that uh, by solar cells in this village so that uh, and with batteries such that uh, kids can uh, charge mobile phones and they can work on their homework in the evening and and there's light and uh, that's been a very satisfying project which we've approached by providing loans to enable them to buy this equipment themselves and we've had a very good compliance with that and been able to get our money back and then invest it in another project. Two wonderful projects and your club has, has done it so so well and so efficiently. Peter, at the conclusion of this year, what would you like Rotarians to say uh, about your achievements as President? What would you like them to say that Peter Rogers has achieved in this year, this 15-16 year? Well, Ian, firstly I'd like to say that we have a very good team at the Rotary Club of Melbourne and results are achieved through a team rather than an individual which I'm sure you would understand but I think the one of our greatest achievements has been able to strengthen our club and build our club for the future we've for the first time reached over 50 women in the club and we've got the highest number of under 40s that we've ever had in the club uh, and we've grown the total by about 30 members in in total. So I think that's that's going to lead to a strengthening. In addition to that, we've had a major project uh, driven by the past presidents and senior members of the club for the club to have its own permanent office. This follows 90 years of having rented uh, premises. Uh, some of which has been fairly ropey in quality uh, but now we have our own office and I think we're finding that there are real benefits in having that. Well done Peter and well done to your club in uh, helping to fund that. Now Peter, moving on to next year, 2016-17 you're taking on a new role as the Chairman of Australian Rotary Health in District 9800. Could you briefly tell us what that involves and what Australian Rotary Health does? Ian, Australian Rotary Health is uh, the biggest rotary project in Australia. It has uh, its focus on funding mental uh, health research and prevention and over the period of its 35 year history has contributed over 36 million dollars into Rotary, into research in through universities in Australia. Uh, so it's a very significant, it's, it's in fact the largest non-government funder of uh, health, mental health research in Australia. Uh, so it's, it's, I have a real sense of the importance of this and I'm delighted to be taking on this role this year. And they'll be delighted to have you, I'm sure, too, Peter. 
And that's just before we, we leave you, or you leave us, how do our listeners go about finding out about the Rotary Club of Melbourne, its projects and the possibility of joining your club? You have a website, obviously. We have a website, uh, and, uh, and Rotary is pretty well organised. Uh, Rotary Worldwide has, has a database that enables somebody to go in and find a local Rotary Club. Certainly the Rotary Club of Melbourne would be delighted to hear from people interested in getting involved in community projects and in the club. And if anybody wants to talk to me, I'd be very happy to talk to them as well. So how will they go about getting you? Do you have a, uh, an address, a web address? Uh, I, uh, I have, uh, if you look up Peter Rogers Rotary Club of Melbourne, that would be the best way to get hold of the club and move from there. And of course you can Google the Rotary Club of Melbourne and a lot of information comes up. So that's a good way to get hold of you and for that to be progressed. Well Peter, I want to thank you and your club for what you've done in this last year and so many years before that. And I thank you especially, Peter, for joining us on the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show. Uh, Congratulations uh, to you personally. Uh, You've had a marvellous year uh, leading your club by example with sheer hard work and a tireless effort to make communities here and overseas uh, better places, which you do so well. Good luck with your new role as Chairman of Australian Rotary Health in the District and as I always say, more strength to you. Thanks for being here, Peter. Thanks, Ian. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. Other podcasts can be found on the Rotary Club of Canterbury website www.canterburyrotary.org